Welcome to Code Talk, the podcast from dzone.com, for developers, by developers. Hey, Dizon, I'm here at Red Hat Summit 2016. I'm here in Moscone West, and I'm here um, today with um, with Randy Kilman here at Black Duck Software, um, who is um, head of their um, product engineering altogether. Um, he gave a little talk a little while ago, just before this conversation, um, about application container security. And um, um, I'm interested in learning more and sharing more of that with you guys. So, Randy, can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Uh, this is Randy Kilman from Black Duck Software. As uh, John mentioned, uh, I'm responsible for the engineering aspect of our product development organization, leading that. And uh, can you say a little bit about uh, where you came from, what your background was, what kinds of special skills or um, interests do you have? Sure, I came up through the ranks basically as a developer. Um, I've been at Black Duck for a little more than 10 years. I've worked at large companies, uh, worked at Sun uh, for a little while, and uh, mostly startups in the kind of open source Java land space. Cool. All right. And what is uh, Black Duck doing right now, and what are you working on right now? Uh, Black Duck is mostly focused on our latest product, which is the Black Duck Hub. It's uh, a a product that helps manage security, licensing, and operational risk uh, across open source uh, component stack uh, with an eye towards you know not only containers, but uh, more broadly as well. So what that means, for example, is you really don't want to prevent or hamstring people from actually using open source libraries and so forth, but you also don't want to allow them to use anything. Or if you do allow them, you want to make sure that what they're using has been correctly patched and so forth, right? Yeah, we'd like to think of it as we facilitate the use of open source, right, in a safe and, and reasonable way. So, um, yeah, far from far be it from us to tell you not to use it, but we want to help you mm -hmm. help you use it correctly. Cool. Do you guys run this open source hub? Is that right? That one that calculates like? Uh, we also have the Open Hub, the Black yeah. Open Hub, uh, which is a you know a tool that I think is, is really useful for selection and understanding you know kind of the health of an open source project. Uh, is it coming or going? Are people leaving the project? How many commits? Um, and and the data that that comes from that. Uh, from that site uh, is also used to populate uh, pieces of our knowledge base. Um, there, there's pieces that we don't expose publicly that we do expose to our customers. Okay. So when you're looking for, when you're scanning these systems, um, you're looking for known vulnerabilities, looking for certain code signatures, you're looking for... Right. The way it works actually is more like the code signatures. So um, we build a build materials, right? So we'll scan the code, we'll match uh, open source components based on the signatures that we find. You know, whether it's checksums or, or large swaths of code tree that we're able to examine and say, you know, this looks like component A, B, or C, uh, version one, two, three, and and then we map in from there. Once we know what the component and version is, we map in the known vulnerabilities, the known CVEs, the license information, you know, the version information, all that kind of stuff. And um, you're talking about specifically I'm um, doing this inside containers, right? So what are the challenges and what are the um, of doing that, but also the challenges introduced by using containers in the first place that require you to do that in a different way? Yeah. So one of the one of the first challenges that we hit uh, when we started looking at containers was that it, it forced us to kind of uh, broaden our stance a little bit in in the space because we traditionally had been uh, more on the dev side, not so much concerned with Linux distribution binaries. We always covered Linux distribution source code, but this was a new uh, a new place for us to be able to scan a container from top to bottom and say, well, I see all this JavaScript, I see all this Java, I see some Ruby, whatever it is, and then all the way down the stack, you know, you're running Debian Wheezy or whatever, right, and all the components and modules inside of there. So um, so that was one of the challenges. So that we, the binaries that we, on the, below on the lower level stack. Right. And, 
And are those, do you use the same methods and same like algorithms or is there new stuff you have to deal with when you're not dealing with source? Um, in many cases we were able to use some of our algorithms. It was more about you know, creating new data uh, behind that in the knowledge base to, to be able to match uh, those Linux pieces. Cool. Yeah. When you're building that knowledge base, by the way, like I guess, um, are you getting that data how frequently? Is it constantly? Yeah, like knowledge, the knowledge base data is updated constantly, whether it's vulnerabilities that are updated you know, as they arrive, you know, minutely, hourly, uh, new component versions, which we do daily, uh, new components, which may come in every week or so. Um, so we try to keep it pretty fresh. License information, again, sort of on a, on a daily or weekly basis. Right, and you mentioned you like to facilitate open source, right? So that's what you're doing. You're also, I guess, facilitating the use of containers when you're sort of giving this level of assurance that you can you can release safely, or that when you're running it, you can um, make changes according to some new requirement or something like that. Can you say a little bit about how to, again, how to do that? Sure, I mean, containers are really just an extension of what we, you know, it's, it's sort of a subset of what we already do. Uh, but I guess the main thing that, that um, we do is, is help people come up with a set of policies, right? So you can you can define a set of policies around the open source uh, components that you want to use, and you know, whether you're going to permit uh, you know medium level CDEs in, in in this tier of your application, you know, what your thresholds are for tolerance, mm -hmm. you know, no GPL licenses and things that we distribute externally, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Um, and then because the landscape is constantly sort of changing. It's not a matter of just making a decision today and saying, well, that's going to be fine you know, tomorrow. It's, it's notifying and keeping people abreast of, of the changing landscape um, mm -hmm. because something that you, that you select and, and incorporate into your application today may not, may not have any known CVs, right? Look right. at Heartbleed, look at OpenSSL. Right. Um, people were using that for years and then suddenly boomed. So it's, it's a matter of being able to, to understand what you're using, understand where you're using it, and understanding when something changes that requires your attention. And you mentioned these thresholds uh, mm -hmm. at the level of CVs or of licenses and things that are actually sort of metadata, basically. Yep. Um, but there are also thresholds you can set that are not metadata level, that are actually, or like no DMA or stuff like that, or tell me a little bit. Well, it's mostly around the metadata that we provide, right? right. There's so it's your also, specific data set that's really providing the We also value. allow custom fields, right? So customers okay. could, could add fields to a component or a project that they have and say, you know, we're sucking in information from other sources and we want to make that actionable as well. Right. Nothing created by Fred can actually exactly. be released. Yeah, okay, yep. cool. So um, you, for containers in particular, right, so you mentioned one of your challenges is now working on binaries, but are there any special challenges? I gather one of the big challenges in security for containers is just the, the speed of release, right? These things are going through very quickly, and so there's not the same level of additional like management review and so forth. Or, or there, is that it, or are there other kinds of container-specific security challenges? Um, I guess that's not so much the speed of which the speed at which development and iterations happen isn't so much a concern for us technically. Mm -hmm. um, I guess one of the technical challenges for us has been uh, the orchestration piece, right? So yeah, we know what you're using and we know it's in this image, but now connecting the dots out through deployment, you know, this image is now a container on you know, these 10 nodes in your swarm cluster or your Kubernetes mm -hmm. uh, cluster, right? And, and being able to connect the dots between, uh, you know, what you knew about the image and, wh and what uh, the truth is about containers uh, once they're deployed. So that, that was just another sort of technical piece that we had to do. It's more of an integration. Right. Are there additional um, security worries or licensing whatever worries introduced by specific topologies in deployment? Or um, is that not really an issue? Is it really the container is the container and you have to look at them individually rather than as distributed for these purposes? 
Well, that's a great question, and I think the ver the verdict the jury is still out on that a little bit, right? So, are certain deployment um, infrastructures intrinsically more secure than other ones? Um, I don't know the answer to that yet. Right. No. So, but that's a good question. Out, yeah. Um, one thing I, I, I talked a little while ago to uh, to Brandon Phillips um, at, at CoreOS, and um, one of the things that he really likes to talk about is, is excited about is that the containers are kind of they they encourage you to update because you can release without worrying about messing with some older version or something like that. You can update whatever you're working on and what the supporting in the container is working. Um, does that make sense to you guys? Or well, one of the things that I was saying today in the in the presentation that I gave was in fact, you know. Containers not only make it more important to stay abreast of security issues because there's so much more sort of exposure um, and they can come and go, but really you even have less excuse not to keep up with it because it should theoretically be easier to monitor and update and re-release uh, mm -hmm. your, your, your images and containers uh, when, when problems do come up. Right. Okay. Yeah, and have multiple versions running at the same time sure. without having yeah, yeah. any kind of conflict. Um, what is, what's your thought on the future of what you guys are working on, uh, both on the container side, but also in general on like um, code analysis and um, license restrictions and all that stuff? I feel like we're sort of at a tipping point because of the speed of releases and because of this developer empowerment story that we're getting. Right. I think we're we're still um, focused largely on completing that end-to-end -end picture. Right. So um, merging the CI and CD. I think I see a lot of diagrams here where they have CI and CD as two separate, uh, you know, charts or cycles, and trying to bring those together. You know, where does Black Duck fit into that? Um, I think it's it's going to be specific integrations, right, with with the various platform vendors. I think that the the real battle here is going to be, um, you know, Docker has a platform, right? They have a pretty slick looking kind of end to end solution, right? Uh, Red Hat has OpenShift and Kubernetes and Google has something and Amazon has, you know, AWS and, and uh, other other platforms that they provide in the cloud. And so I think for us to be successful, we really need to um, meet those users on those platforms where they live and provide seamless end-to-end uh, -end workflow. Okay, cool. That's like a business challenge and a community challenge. Yeah. Any technical challenges that are kind of on the horizon that are becoming an issue that you're going to have to address that we're not there yet, but you can see. Well, I think those business challenges will ultimately represent some technical challenges for us. As for other specific technical challenges, well, we're looking at always improving our match capability, right? So the ability for us to recognize and keep up to date uh, with the data, uh, recognize new languages. I think um, binary analysis is one place, right? So being able to um, accurately identify let's say a statically linked Go library, mm -hmm. or Go binary, that you compiled yourself this morning, and for us to be able to look in there and tell you all the open source that may be in there, mm -hmm. uh, that's something we're working on pretty hard right now. Oh, that's I think interesting. we'll have a lot of value. Because a lot of the compiler, most compilers, I think, are not formally verified, right? So right. it's not actually totally clear from the source code what's going to execute. Well, if you had the source code, you'd have a better picture, right? Yeah. You're right. You don't know exactly what's going to be executed. The compiler just knows what it what it is to pull in, mm -hmm. um, but even more so if you don't have the source code, and today they just give you a, a, a binary file or yeah. what's in there. Well, that that's a problem that we're that we're working very hard to solve. Right. Yeah. That, that'll be very interesting to see. I'm coming up with. And I think that has huge implications for the container space. Right. So Go is really, I think, uh, going to just gain in popularity, gain in importance, uh, along with containers. We go. And you're for the container space because you're saying there's going to be a mix of binaries and that somebody else has checked at some point a long time ago and the new source code that you're deploying in there. 
Well, yeah, and then it all gets statically linked together generally maybe in one thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you won't, it's not like the Java world or even the C world where you'll have discrete DLLs or things that you could recognize by checksum. Mm-hmm. They'll all get packaged together in one thing. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting technical challenge, actually. It'll be not, not easy to overcome. Yeah. Um, anything, uh, any final things that our readers should check out or, or to learn more? Or? Definitely check out blackducksoftware.com. We have a free trial of the Hub software that... that uh, that they can try. We also have the security checker uh, tool, which they can just come and drag and drop. It's very easy. You sign up. It takes two seconds, uh, and run a scan, run some analysis on your own code or just some open source code. You can point directly at at uh, Docker Hub, at other Docker registries like uh, Red Hat One, uh, Google as well. So. Cool. And I encourage people to look at the it's the OpenHub site. I forget what it is. OpenHub. Or... Uh, OpenHub.blacktechsoftware.com. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just to get a, a feel for how Yeah, a great community are. site, though. Yeah, a exactly. Good, a lot of good information. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Randy. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To hear more, go to dzone.com slash podcast. If you have any comments or questions or would like to request a guest to appear on the show, email me at johnny at dzone.com. That's J-O-H-N-E at dzone.com. E-O-F.